Congratulations. You've just been handed a huge new opportunity. Bravo. With it comes the need for new skills, skills you'll need to master in short order. Every year, Harvard Business School Executive Education helps executives like you develop the hard and soft skills it takes to succeed in new roles. This is your chance. Go. Start by going to hbs.me slash go. That's hbs.me slash go. guys well from beautiful salt lake city utah it's thank god i'm atheist the podcast i'm frank feldman and i'm dan beecher and coming up today we're gonna be talking about the hashtag me too but uh hashtag church too church too apparently too and i think our listeners will be shocked shocked to learn this rule there has been sexual abuse in churches in churches Who would have ever thought? Men with authority over other people uh, are using their authority. Are using that power to uh, get away with. In in ways. With uh, inappropriate behavior. To to abuse others. Yes, indeed. Who would ever have believed it? (laughs) It's, I am blown away. It really, really, really is quite amazing. All right, Dan. Yes, sir. I got a story to, to get to now. Okay. We'll get to that other stuff later. Let's get to some stuff now. Yes. Um, Missouri, the, the the state. The fine state of Missouri. Missouri. The show me state. That yes, right? that's correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, they are, uh, they've got a law, a bill rather, in their legislature at the moment. Okay. Uh, with, that has the, uh, that would, if passed... Stop marriages that don't take place in churches. <laughs> All other unions. I love it. Would be defined as uh, domestic unions. Sure. Right. Partnerships. And all, uh, <laughs> all, all marriages, both gay and straight, that have already happened, uh, would have to be reclassified as domestically unionized so if they didn't happen in a church you mean if they did not happen in a church <laughs> they have to happen in churches dan period marriage I think let's take back marriage that's, i like it I, I you know i feel like i feel like we should here's what i feel like we should make the term mar- they should have to come up with a word that isn't marriage if they want something yeah. that's just religious, that's purely a religious concept, right? They don't get marriage. Right? Marriage has happened for centuries, for millennia, long before Christianity right. came along. The Mormons did this. They call them ceilings. Right. Their little special religious thing that they do on top of marriage, right, is a ceiling. That's right. Right. Not not the thing above your head in a room, but rather a like a seat. We seal you together. Right. You are bound, yeah, for all eternity, for time to and each all other. eternity. Yeah, you cannot escape each other. The <laughs> Lord hath decreed it. Right, exactly. You are unionized. <laughs> don't get sick of each other. You've got <laughs> forever. Yeah, why don't they take this whole like 
Why not uh, religiously unionized? Yeah. We pronounce this a religious union. Right. Yeah, exactly. When the church sanctif- when a church sanctifies a marriage, yeah. great. Call it whatever you want. Yeah. But it's not marriage. Marriage is this other thing that right. we all can do. But no, no, no. They, it's theirs, Dan. Are you kidding me? They own it. It's theirs. Yeah, they invented it. Uh, yeah. So nobody knows if this thing uh, stands a chance in hell of passing. Probably not. Let's face it. And if it does pass, it will just instantly be attacked by the ACLU or whatever, and then it'll it'll it'll, it'll, it'll go through the courts and eventually be shot down. Right. Like if the state doesn't recognize you as being married, uh, what happens to like, uh, like. Filing taxes. Marriage and, laws and all that sort of thing. <laughs> like, the, Do the federal laws like not apply to you because the state doesn't recognize you as married? Right, yeah. Surely not. Well, Surely. Or, or go ahead and tell me what, what you think the difference is between uh, l- between a legal partnership, a, 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 you know, right. whatever they're calling it, and right. marriage. You go ahead and tell me what the legal difference is between those two things. Yeah. Other well, than the word. I don't know. Sponsors of the bill say, though, that it's important and that it will help um, protect churches and businesses against, quote, gay encroachment. Here's the thing. That's what oh, it's gay, about. Gay encroachment. You guy, you gays and you're, you're always encroaching. Uh, it's one of the things we do best. <laughs> just, we encroach. You, you blink. We and just, here's what happens. You look um, away. You know, you look into your little bag or whatever. And you look back and the gay guy's a little closer. Right. And you do it like this, Dan. You have your little pause and you just slowly move forward. That is, a, that is a very gay encroachment <laughs> that you're doing. Uh, those of you watching on YouTube can see uh, F- Frank is encroaching in the gayest of ways. It's a very gay encroachment. Okay. Well, I can see why lawmakers would want to protect us against that. Well, yeah. That makes total because, sense. Because uh, let me tell you, it's a, yeah, it was, you've been encroached. Yes, indeed. I'm encroaching. Okay, well, I'm going to take us to to these uh, to to the federal level, where we will talk about uh, the Department of Health and Human Services, which is a, a department of the Fe- the United States of America government, mm-hmm. and uh, and they've got a new division. They're adding a new division to their department. Okay. Um, thank you, Trump administration, for this. It is the division. Of conscience and religious freedom. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very needed uh, because it because what needs to happen is that people, doctors, nurses, healthcare workers must be protected hmm. from the uh, the evils of having to provide health care for people that they find unsavory. <laughs> oh, no. Have have I encroached too far? You're encroaching again. It makes people <laughs> uncomfortable, Frank. Doctors and nurses, all there, just just trying to do their job. Not for you, obviously. But, no, but for the good normal people. Because I'm disgusting. <laughs> you're just awful. I mean, at least you're not trying to have an abortion, which is the main problem that they. Well, have the you don't know, Dan. Are you? <gasps> you're encroaching into pregnancy too. God damn it. I'm everywhere, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is this is to protect people. The, this isn't even, like, doctors don't have to re- perform abortions. But if you're, like, a doctor, 
There are doctors who don't even want to serve women who have had an abortion. Oh, my God. This is how shitty this is. And, you know, in a place like Salt Lake City, Utah, which is, granted, I mean, I know that people think of this as, like, we're in the reddest of the red states or whatever. But you know what? Salt Lake City is very blue. Yeah. Itself. Right. And Mormons are more reasonable on some things. Sure. Yeah. Than, than your crazy evangelicals down in the South. Right. Here's the thing. In Salt Lake City, if I had a doctor and the doctor was like, well, I'm not, I'm uncomfortable because you said you're an atheist and I'm not, I don't really want to help you because you might do something evil or whatever. I'd be like, fuck you. Good. I want a different doctor anyway. I don't want you to be my doctor. Right. And that's a luxury that I have. Right. Because I'm in a place where there's an abundance of doctors. I can find do- another doctor if I need to. It's inconvenient, though. It is inconvenient. It really sucks to trying to find a doctor. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it, find anyone you like? Yeah. Ugh. I, mine moved away. My my good doctor that I liked, she moved away. Oh, my insurance changed. Yeah. Can't go to the doctor anymore. Yeah. It's a nightmare. But, yeah. for, but there are people in rural parts of the South for whom there is only a doctor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or there are two doctors to whom they have, like, right. regular access. So if both of those doctors have to happen to feel this way, suddenly uh, they could not get service. Uh, uh, this, holy crap. This is a reversal of an Obama-era policy that barred uh, healthcare workers from refusing to treat, like, transgender people or uh, people who have or who have or had uh, – who have had or are seeking abortions. Mm-hmm. Like, and they won't, and this is a thing that continues. Like, for instance, uh, there was a very recent uh, uh, complaint filed by a pediatric nurse in Illinois who uh, objects because her employer uh, requires that she's trained in how to make referrals to to other professionals who provide abortions mm-hmm. or, or, or like... Uh, contraceptive pills that she doesn't even have to do the abortion no she doesn't have to talk about the abortion all she has to do is say let me refer you to to a healthcare provider who's willing to you know who's able to do this for you she objects to that wow so yes our country she that's a that's not cool we're going backwards folks we're in a little bit of a backwards part uh of of our country's history I take, only I only practice medicine with people who believe exactly like I do. Right, exactly. Right, like what? What is that? If you're not wearing a cross, don't come to my medical practice. Right. So stupid. I'm so sorry. Would you take that high jab off while they, you're in your face? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> they take the Hippocratic oath as well as the Hippocratic. <laughs> oh damn. Oh, Dad. So droll. <laughs> we have fun. Ooh. All right, Dan. Yeah. Got the story of a Buddhist scholar in Thailand, internationally renowned, apparently. Okay. If you're into such things, uh, by the name of Sulak Sivaraksa. I'm sure you said that perfectly. Beautifully. Yeah. In fact, I practiced. Okay. Because I didn't want to get it entirely wrong. Right. Uh he uh, he was given a speech. Okay, we'll talk as they do at uh, at at Bangkok at a Bangkok university. Okay, uh, it was a history conference. Okay, and he 
pointed out to his fellow academics and uh, that, that there's this story that sort of canonized in in Thai history, right? right? Of a king, Thai king going to war against um, another prince or king or whatever. Sure. Um, might not have been a, a Thai king, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I think it was a prince. And he goes, and they go to war, and the Thai member of the monarch, royalty, the monarch, whatever, sure. he kills the other, his his opponent, uh-huh. and they're on elephant back. Oh. And they do like this jousty thing on elephant back. <laughs> wow. Right? And so it's this beautiful story, 400 years old. Uh, Every Thai person knows this story. Sure. It's, it's, it's as fundamental as any story of, you know, George Washington. Cutting down the cherry Crossing tree. the Delaware. Oh, okay. Right, right. That kind of thing. Sure. Right? Um, like just pivotal, important story. And he says that it's probably not true. <gasps> that the, that the other guy was probably killed by some in some other fashion. The, oh ta- my the ties still win, right? Right, right. And his his like, the outcome the, of the battle. The outcome equals of the battle same. is the same. He says that maybe it just didn't go quite the way you, that everybody thought. You're telling me that war stories might have been embellished. Uh, I think if there's one thing we can count on in the history of the world, it's that no one's ever embellished a war story before. So the Thai military arrests the man. Oh, my God. The 85-year-old academic. <laughs> what? And uh, they they go forward with and indict him uh, on grounds of les majesté, which is uh, defaming the monarchy. Well, oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and intended to uh, try him in military court. Uh, now, it turns wow. out that, that just a few days ago, uh, the the court uh, refused to hear the case and, and whatnot. But this form of, like, intimidation. That's crazy. And all he was doing was kind of just poking at the national myth just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Right? Just a, a foundational story. And this 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 highly regarded historian is like is pilloried, yeah, is arrested, literally arrested, literally arrested. That's crazy. Harassed, and you know, I mean, this is a form of harassment. You know, it's so funny. We we do see this happen here, though. Oh yeah. If you challenge, like, I mean, it's starting to erode a little bit. But the story that you and I were taught in school about Christopher Columbus. Oh. Oh yeah, the you, whitewashing of that story, the white, uh-huh. the whitewashing. I mean, history. I mean, it's written by the victors, oh, as yeah. they say. Uh-huh, uh, but you know, the whitewashing of of the the story of, or rather the uh, the Christian washing of the story of the uh, the the first Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, and the pilgrims who came to this land. Yeah, that's all bullshit. Everything you and I learned about yeah. that. Complete bullshit. Absolutely, but you 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 say that to the wrong person, somebody who is oh, t- they're fully vested. They're so in, in these. They're dumb so offended. Dumb, dumb little stories, right? Right. What what does that have to do with anything uh, with uh, about my life today? Right. Right. Except Believing that, this dumb little story. Except that it is ingrained, and it's not just the historicity of the thing. It's about the. It's it's the myth the mythos of the founding of the country or the mythos oh, yeah. of of 
in you know in the case of this the the Thai thing it's uh-huh. you know the mythos of the monarchy right and it be and it's the same as a religious mythos yeah. it is it is exactly the same and you know for those for those people who believe that the united states was meant to be was called by god you know this was you know, a, a a country designed by God oh, yeah. to be this beautiful thing, which so many people believe. Mm-hmm. To to point out that Columbus was a rapist, and that you know, or you know, and and that he slaughtered countless thousands of natives, right, just brutally. Or to point out that you know the the quote unquote pilgrims mm-hmm. that came here that landed on Plymouth Rock weren't fleeing religious persecution they were trying to practice they were just treated badly because they were so because they treated everybody else like shit right because they were puritans right. nobody likes puritans because they treat everybody awfully right and no and you know you get i all of this stuff the trail of tears i read just the other day there was a there was a some sort of history book for children for you know a, a, a child's history text uh-huh. That's that claimed that Native American Indians were had volunteered that the you know these new white people needed some room needed land <laughs> no and that the yeah yes no that they had that they had agreed the to 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 move to different places to make room for these white people oh my god I mean they agreed it, after. Having been, you know, m- murdered, uh, yeah. the, you know, the ones remaining were like, oh, I guess we'll leave now. And their land, st- you know, stolen from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, it's my I, turn. Uh, oh, is it? That was yours. Oh. We were just talking about your one. Oh, you were just kind of going on and on, so. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. My rambling has offended <laughs> Mr. Frank. It's my turn and I'm going. Ah! Uh, the internet uh, is this thing that that we have now. Uh-huh. It's having an effect oh. on the world. It's hard to know all what? of the, all of the far-reaching what effects? Uh, ways. But one of the ways that it seems to be affecting the world, at least according to a doctoral student uh, at Baylor University in mm-hmm. Texas, a, a man named Paul McClure, uh, in in a study that was published in the Journal for Scientific for the Scientific Study of Religion, okay. which is a journal I feel like I should receive okay. almost. Yeah, um, sign up for it, Dan. Uh, yeah, apparently, the more people use the internet, mm-hmm. the less likely they are to uh, to say that they are, are a member of a specific church. <laughs> what? The less, uh, the no. less, yeah, they, uh, the less likely they oh, are to God. have a specific religious affiliation or to oh. believe in and practice one religion exclusively. This information doesn't need to be getting out. <laughs> this just needs to happen because now all the religious types are going to get all protective of their kids oh, and they're going to get, then they're going to retreat even further from the internet from just, yeah, I got news for you. You can't stop the internet. Their kids are going to go on the internet. Matter of fact, the more they say don't go on the internet, the more when their kids go off to college, they're going to be like, well, why? What the fuck's on? No, this is going to be like the weird family down the street uh, that didn't let their kids watch the Smurfs. 
Like <laughs> that, that's that's what this they they and they'll produce a bunch of weirdo kids. And that's the thing. They revel in their in their in how odd they can be. Well, it's funny that you, you mentioned know? television. Because oh? television, uh it's been known for a while has had an influence on religion, but not in the same way. So this this study points out that TV watching and other sort of technologies like it have an effect on how much people go to church, how much people interact with their church, but doesn't have an effect on how much people claim a church. Oh, interesting. So people people may go to church less if they're more interested in TV. <laughs> Makes sense to me. TV. Well, CBS Sunday morning. Well, like, I'm not getting up for church. Well, but... I'm getting up for, you know... But also, when you're acclimatized to entertainment... Uh-huh. And then you go to a church and you realize, oh, this isn't very not this entertaining. Is, it's yeah. terrible. Oh. Uh, but also, but it doesn't stop people from it. It, it doesn't uh, diminish the uh, the claim of being a member of a church. Right. That's not how the Internet is affecting people. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean that they don't believe in God. Um, people who, uh, who oh, okay. th- apparently they're more likely to, uh, to say things like all religions are equally true. Some <laughs> that sort of thing. Oh, the, oh. which, which so there are some new enemies of the internet have just formed, <laughs> right? This is because that's, abs- of course, that statement is absurd on its face. Right. But there you go. Uh, <sighs> Yeah. It's well, it, good, it's actually. an interesting uh, finding. Uh, increases in internet use were associated with decreases in re- re- religious affiliation. Uh, yeah, and uh, that doesn't. There is obviously a lot of overlap. He says between non-affiliation and atheism, and we know that we've we're seeing the category of none uh-huh, people yeah. who would who would respond with no affiliation right. going up. Uh, that doesn't mean that people are necessarily claiming the word atheist as much okay. as we'd like them to. Well, let's um, get more stuff about atheism on the internet. Yeah. Because if, if, oh, if we have people there who are already just kind of like, meh. Is there a way to put this show on the internet? <laughs> we should look into that. Uh, I feel. Yeah. Now you can do your story. Thank you, Dan. I feel like this ties in in a very... Uh, very not tied in sort of way. Okay. Um, a poll has recently been released. Oh, you love a good poll. About uh, non-believers uh, turning to prayer, actually. Oh. Uh, apparently one-fifth of non-believers um, will uh, pray in moments of crisis. Oh. Or perhaps even out of habit. Um, okay. And... Uh, I found this line interesting. Also during activities such as cooking or exercising. What? Dear Heavenly Father, please let my pasta primavera turn out. It's been so long since I've cooked. You know, I part of me understands this because I remember within the first few years after I realized that I didn't believe in God, mm. there was still this sort of knee-jerk impulse toward filling the gap that prayer that was left where prayer had had been there right. was there was this there is a function to prayer there is yeah so you know and every now and then very comforting i haven't done this for a decade yeah. or more but every now and then i used to get down on my knees 
and talk to myself in the oh. same way that I talked to God. I would yeah. just say I've actually done something similar. I've actually I would say I would say me I would say Dan, I'm really scared right now or I'm really having a rough time right now and I would mm -hmm. just talk to myself in in the same ways and the you know using I I don't think I would use the and thou because that's just just so me me and Mao. <laughs> but it just seemed like it just seemed like I needed that same and it and there's a there's like a meditative quality mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't begrudge anybody that. Because I think that there's something to it. And I think that I think that it would be great if uh if we could uh find a space in our community for that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But it is silly. I mean and people, you know, it's it, it we should all realize how goofy that that right. is. The idea of praying to God. Right. Uh, yeah, apparently um, the subjects of these folks' prayers. Yeah. 71% uh, uh, said that they uh, were thinking of loved ones. 42% mm. um, uh, said that they were praying to uh, sort of to thank God. I don't know how he was a non-believer you're thinking. God, but okay. Yeah, I feel like they've misunderstood at least one definition in there. <laughs> Either they it could also have been the habit of the, uh, the, the writer to maybe people were expressing gratitude. Right. And instead, well, they must be thinking God. Or there's confusion. There's confusion all around. Yes, somewhere. indeed. Uh, and then, of course, uh, health um friends uh that both uh occurred about 40% of the respondents uh yeah so it's um oh 32% said they prayed on the off chance something could change <laughs> <laughs> look uh, i don't think you're there but if you're there <laughs> and 3% said it was just simply a matter of routine yeah and that's that kind of the thing you're talking about that that like because there were definitely moments in my life when I was a believer um, or a doubter, you know, even mm. when it was just this, this is what you do now. Yeah, that's what you do in this kind of situation. Yeah. And yeah, you're you're kind of programmed for it. You sit down at a meal and those first few meals that you like when you've stopped praying, it's like, aren't we supposed to do something? Before we eat? Well, I still have a thing where when everybody sits down around a table and the one person just starts grabbing at shit. It feels uh, weird. And, I, and I'm like, um, excuse me. <laughs> uh, who gave you permission to start grabbing shit? We haven't had a ceremony yet. We haven't had a ceremony. So I have taken to saying bon appetit. Ah. Because they, the Italians say bon appetito, but I think that sounds even more odd than saying oh, bon appetit. Yeah, we we you we know. as a, as an American culture have sort of embraced the French. Yeah, but not, with our cuisine, right? We use the word cuisine for for instance. <laughs> but but no, so like bon appetit, I'll say that. Um, I think I I feel like you need something to mark the beginning the, of the the free for all, the launch of the meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it it's nice. It does. It it feels right. Well, eating is such a well, it's, obviously, it's an extremely communal thing to be doing. It's something Unless you tend alone. to do with uh, um, people that you really love, right? Yes. 
you tend not to invite your worst enemies over for dinner. Right. Right. And although maybe you should. <laughs> Jesus would say You could you probably should. heal right? deep and dividing wounds. You know, through lunch. Through 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 a meal. Yeah. It it's it's a it's it, it is a marvelous thing to, to you know to anyway. So so a little bit of ceremony, right? A little bit of tradition, a little bit of, it feels right. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Prayer, yeah, there's something to it. It's not God. No. But there's something there. There's some, I mean, I think, you know, we should be exploring that. We should recite poems at the beginning of meals. <laughs> Shit. You're ruining the meal, Frank. You're <laughs> ruining it. I'm going to take us to Texas. Texas. Where there was a, uh, a, a trial of a woman named Gloria Romero Perez, who was on trial for the trafficking of her niece, the sexual trafficking of a child. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh and she was so she was she went to trial for this thing um the trial was apparently towards the end of it interrupted by the judge now this is a jury trial the jury decides who's guilty and who's not okay uh but the judge decided that he needed to intervene this is judge jack robeson okay uh in in comal county um a state district court judge who decided to intervene and to instruct the jurors that God had told him that she was innocent. <laughs> Miss trial. Uh, <laughs> what? He said, when God tells me I got to do something, oh, I got to no. do it. And, uh, and yeah. So what, so what, what happened? What did people do? Well, what's beautiful about this is that the jury said, basically, in a giant fuck you to this judge, convicted her. Oh, wow. And then the judge had to recuse himself from the sentencing stage, obviously, because fuck you. So this is a judge, this is a judge who, has been, uh, who has been reprimanded before. Yeah, I bet. Uh, which, is, which is a really, really big deal. Um, uh, because he, yeah, he, he, so he's gotten in trouble before, but holy shit, he, now what's a, the sort of the miracle of this story for me, the beautiful, beautiful part of this story for me is that a bunch of Texans defied a Christian judge mm. and apparently his God and said, uh, no, evidence is more important than whatever your right. imaginary friend told you. Right. And uh, and went ahead and convicted. And so oh a new God. judge was placed in charge of the sentencing. Um, the defense did ask for a mistrial, which you'd think, mm, maybe that works. But uh, but because there was a conviction, the, the new judge denied the mistrial and just said, no, we're just going to go straight to sentencing. Wow. Wow. Holy shit, though. Uh, I just, that is, what's amazing is that, you know, this kind of shit happens in the minds of judges all the time. Mm. But when one says it out loud to a jury and tries to influence the jury oh my God. based on his fucking imaginary friends, uh, inside scoop, 
in a child sex trafficking case. That's some crazy shit. Jeez. Wow. I'm just flabbergasted. Like, yeah, I'm kind of speechless about, you know, like, <laughs> like how how does somebody like that? How are they? How are they still there? Hopefully that he won't be. I don't know. I mean, it's being sort of taken under advisement by the uh, by I don't know the state bar association. Somebody uh, was he an appointed judge or was he an elected judge? Uh, that I don't have any int- information about. Huh. Um, Interesting. Huh. Well, whatever. Yeah. They need to get him out of there. Yeah. It's it 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 go. It sort of points at what is happening in yeah. these United States right now. It's scary. But, yeah, but it seems like the system seems like scary shit happens. Mm-hmm. Like I, w- what I think is interesting about what's happening right now in in, in the United States is that there is a sense of the, the, the lunatics are kind of emboldened, right? And so we're seeing a lot of them, right? More so than we're used to seeing, right? Yeah. And I think this is a good thing. Yeah. I think I think I think we're working out some stuff in our system right now. Yeah, we need um, and we need we to. need to see these people. We need yeah. we need them to feel bold. Right? Yeah, we need judges who who are bad judges who come out and say the things that they're that that before they would know better than to say. Right. But now Trump's elected and this is our United right. States again, and I get to say it, and, and then the whole. System collapses in on him and right. goes, uh, no, 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 no. Right. Thanks for telling us that you're a loon ball. Right. Uh, please leave now. Right. Because otherwise he might have had other more subtle ways of trying to, you know, mm-hmm. influence and affect outcomes and what, what have you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like now he's exposed himself. Right. So we'll see if that has any effect. It probably won't. <laughs> Who knows? In it's, tech, uh, in, in smaller things, things are of kind of upside down and backward, but that's whatever. Yep, there you go. Well, all right, Dan. Uh, well, if you folks have anything you'd like to tell us about uh, about any of the things that we've said, please write to us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight. 442. That's right. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Click that like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. Yes, indeed. Hey, Dan. Yes, sir. Does the name Kevin Swanson ring a bell? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We love that guy. Who is this guy? He's that right. He's he's the guy. He 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 shot to fame a few years back by uh, by but he was the one that was like, if his son was gay, was gonna get gay married, he would rub manure on himself and sit at his front door. And so he's he's he's. I a, don't remember that at all. What? what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you'd recognize him. He's a loony bird. He's, yeah, okay. deli- he's delightful. Well, anyway, uh, he has some uh, some things to say about the latest uh, Star War. Yeah, uh, he does. He, and uh, he does not like that movie. <laughs> now, I I didn't love it, but I feel like he and I don't agree on it. 
Oh wow! So for very different reasons. For very very different reasons. Okay, well let, let's hear what he has to say. Okay. The other aspect of this movie, The Last Jedi, the sixth most popular film of all time that had just come out last month, my friends, is the feminist edge to it. Of course, the biggest feminist film of the year, or the biggest lesbian film of the year, was Wonder Woman. But this now, The Last Jedi, becomes the biggest feminist film, and the feminists are head over heels in love with this one. Uh, It's a bit of a feminist fest um, with very little artistic storytelling involved, as you mentioned the reviewers found this thing to be a uh, a rather boring storyline that really never went anywhere but it it was a great vehicle to continue to educate the world towards feminism and that is feminism is ultimately the individuation of the family the destruction of the family and uh, the violation of the uh, the the biblical ordinance that uh, that the husband is head of the wife. So that's fundamentally what is being eroded in the minds of our 13 and 14 year old girls as they watch these movies and these films. My friends, you can thoroughly expect the unraveling of the Christian family in the years to come if the Christian family is sitting their children at the feet of feminists and they are receiving these messages. Um, Daisy, Carrie, and Laura are the three actresses that are defending the universe from the bad guys in this film. Daisy, Carrie, and Laura. Daisy Ridley is the Jedi. Uh, Carrie Fisher is the commander of the entire resistance. And then there's Laura Dern, who apparently has some important leadership position in the resistance as well as Admiral Hulda in the film. Now, these, again, are the three most important figures in the resistance that's quote unquote the good guys defending the universe from the bad guys. Of course, good and bad. Of course, there is no such thing as that in a Star Wars universe. Oh, now hold on a second. <laughs> Wait, I think I think we've found a point of absolute agreement with Kevin Swanson, <laughs> which is that of all of the uh, sci-fi movie, of all the movies in the world, movie yeah. franchises in the world. Sure, if there if there were one that you could say. Definitely doesn't have a good versus bad theme to it. <laughs> it's got to be <laughs> the Star Wars one. I know. It's so ludicrous. <laughs> the, the notion, the notion that there's no that there's no good and bad in Star Wars. I mean, the most literally black and white of oh, yeah. all the. Of all the movie franchises that, like, they talk about the dark side of the force, the right. light side of the force. Right. So, so that there's, one cannot misunderstand anyone's intentions. There's so clearly good guys and bad guys. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. No, I know. It's one of the weakest things in the entire franchise. It's one of the things that makes it, like, an actually, like, almost unsustainably uh, difficult story to tell because right. it literally escaped it misses all of the humanity that lies in the middle between all the way good and all the way bad yeah I, it's that's hilarious but i mean he's right about the whole feminists ruin families thing obviously <laughs> well it's the because uh, no feminist has ever had a family well, what was the word that he, he the 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 individuation individuation of the family Oh, there's nothing worse than a family with a bunch of individuals in it. (laughs) I can't take it. I know. (laughs) Ah, these 
Well, there you have it, Dan. <laughs> there you do have it. That is where what you Star have. Star Wars. Oh my god. I haven't seen it. I I want the This is one, one of those ones where I really really want his prophecy to come true that yeah. that the Christian family will erode and disappear. <laughs> like He but maybe I mean, he's, he's right not, and I want him to be so badly. He's not wrong that we want to see an end of it. Yeah. He's not wrong about that. Not at all. And he's not wrong that uh, I think that there are forces in this culture that that are working incredibly against hard. The, 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 the insular <laughs> and uh, ignorant... Uh, the patriarchy. The patriarchy. Yes, exactly. That, I, yes, yes, the, yes. The, the patriarchy. Old, the old but system I mean, of yeah. trying to oppress and keep down women. Yeah. Yes, there are elements of our society working to end that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Poor Kevin Swanson. Oh, he should be afraid. He's not very prepared. afraid. He's not prepared for it. But um, we, we're the dark side, Dan. Oh, good. In his little universe. Of course we are. And he's the good guy. He's, <laughs> he's, somebody give that man a lightsaber, will, will you? Mm. Uh, this is from Brian, who writes, Greetings from Texas. Uh, I've listened to the podcast for a good while and look forward to every episode. I'm writing y'all concerning the tragic story of the 13 children who were, for all oh, intents yeah. and purposes, locked away and tortured for their entire lives by the parents. You and I talked yeah. about this. Yeah. Horrible story. Um, I feel for all the victims who had to live through that horror. The story deeply affects my wife and I because we uh, because of our one child status. She came unnervingly close to death during her pregnancy uh, with... Uh, with our only child, and she probably she will probably face similar circumstances if we try for baby number two. Uh, what especially pains us about families such as this uh, is not their own family. He's referring to the, the family 13, with the thirteen yeah. children. Uh, is that they seem to be uninterested in the simple fact that their children will one day b- become adults who will need to contribute to the advancement of humanity. Uh, belief in religion, a twisted need for power over others, or just wanting a baby shouldn't be the driving reason behind becoming a parent. The world desperately needs children who are being raised to be well-adjusted, educated, caring people, which is a difficult task. I don't even think well-meaning parents can uh, possibly fulfill every need of their children when they have 7, 10, or 13 running around. Absolutely, yeah. uh, I can attest to the reality that parenting even one child is a hard-ass job. And I think that most people who choose the quiverful lifestyle are doing so for all the wrong reasons. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that's an important uh, notion. I, I recently, well, a, a couple of years ago, got in some some social media hot water when I, when I posed the notion that maybe the default in our society shouldn't be that you have children. Mm. The default should be that you don't have children and that you... Like have and that if you want children, great. But have a reason, and you need a license, and you need you, and need, to, you need to be licensed to be a parent. <laughs> Go down to your DMV, <laughs> get a get the parenting. Uh, Fuck, you need a license to catch a fish. Yeah, you don't need a license to parent a child to bring a new life into the world. Yeah, take a. You have to. Let, let's have at least like you know to drive a car. You have to take a class. Yeah. Take a class before you have a parent. Before you become a parent, how about that? Okay, now we're you and I are getting in real trouble here. 
Before the we two, get into the two childless right, exactly. podcasters. Yeah, before we get into any more trouble. Do we have anybody we need to thank? Today? We do. Okay. Uh, we have a new patron on Patreon. Oh. Uh, Mariah is now a faithful listener. Oh, lovely. So thank you, uh, Mariah. Um, and if you'd like to follow in Mariah's footsteps, uh, you can do so by going to thankgodometheus.com and clicking on the support tab. There's a couple options there. You can go through PayPal, if that's what you, what you like. Right. Or you can go to uh, Patreon. It, it uh, helps us. And uh, help, help the um, the campaign move forward. Yeah. Um, we would love to be able to hit 200 supporters on Patreon. We're currently in the 180s. Yeah. And uh, if we can hit the 200 mark, you've been thinking about supporting us. Hey, just help just us go? help us push over to that 200 mark. That's yeah. our that's our big next uh, uh, goal, and and if we can do that, we can. Uh, we we want to start uh, some. We want to start making some things happen. Uh, but yeah, that that at least keeps us going. Yes, indeed. Uh, and of course, as always, we have to thank our Lord and Savior, our top donor, Angela. Angela, the 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 Lord and Savior of the podcast. <laughs> Hallowed be her name. How she blesses us. Her kingdom come. And her, all of all of all of us. Her will be done unless we disagree with it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, Frank. Dan. Hashtags. Oh. They're all the rage these days, Dan. Everybody has their hashtag. Yeah, sweeping the nation. I just recently found out about these things. Um, Pound signs. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, really? Pound sign. Pound sign and then a word. It's a pound sign and then a word. Okay. You do your number symbol. See, I was doing it wrong. Oh, shit. Oh, we're old. (laughs) We are old people. (laughs) (laughs) However... Uh, what we wanted to talk about, um, our launch off point was this, uh, this hashtag church Two, which is a, uh, church T O O T O O church as well. Church also mm-hmm. part of the me too movement. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but this time focused on, on, uh, when your, your me too, when you, when your sexual assault, when your sexual, uh, predation mm-hmm. happened through your church right uh it's not as none of our listeners will be surprised to learn that this is not an uncommon occurrence this is a very common occurrence and it is uh it's kind of i mean it's it's frankly the me too you know the the whole all the harvey weinstein stuff and stuff it's clear that this happens whenever men get into power uh yeah sexual predation that doesn't mean all powerful men, but no. whenever men, but but whenever there's uh, opportunity for men to get into power, there will be men who become sexual predators. Right. It's almost like just look for positions of authority and positions of power, and you're gonna f- you look around long enough, and you're gonna find somebody who's uh, misusing. Probably don't have to look long at all. You're probably no. it, you just if there's ten guys in that room, mm-hmm. at least one of them. You think you know, that high? If it's a, if it's a room at the top on the top floor of the building, yeah, I do think that high. Wow. I think I think once they get that powerful, yeah, 
I think it gets it gets really bad. Interesting. That's just a guess. That's uh, the, the, don't don't hashtag me on that. Don't don't at me on Twitter. Hashtag. But the point here is, it's particularly insidious when it's your church. Mm-hmm. It's worse, and the reason it's worse is because they have a very special kind of control over people mm. when they're in church. Right. Um, you were telling me a story that you had read on on Twitter. Uh, someone had hashtag me uh, church tood a story about um uh, oh it was the woman who started the hashtag or, or or oh no 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 not the woman who started the hashtag but it was the story that kind of launched it which was this Andy Savage the Andy Savage yeah. slash uh uh what was his victim's name uh, Jules Woodward or Wood Woodland or something like that I'll anyway talk it down. um so she. Yeah, so this is the story. Woodson, Jules Woodson. Jules Woodson. Yes. So this is the story from a few weeks back. We actually, I don't think, talked about it at all on the show. Mm. I briefly considered it and then was just kind of like, ugh, I don't know. I don't know where this is going yet. Um, We needed to process it. Yeah, so Andy Savage is a, a pastor at some large mega church in memphis yeah some kind of associate pastor he's not all the way up on top of the food chain or anything but he's he's there and he runs stuff and uh and beloved indeed just beloved Mm. individual Mm. uh runs runs a lot of like the the good relationships and marriage classes and programs and activities and how you know uh that that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I actually had a book that was about to be published on the topic of of having an awesome marriage or something along those lines. Awesome. Well, anyway, uh, Jules came out uh, and released a story. Well, initially, she just reached out to him and emailed him directly and said, "Do you remember? Mm. You know this and, and, and detailed. I, yeah. And my understanding is, I might. I hope I'm getting this right." She gave him a chance, uh, an opportunity to kind of handle it in private, and he didn't. He didn't respond, right? And so she went public right. with it, and then he did a public apology, Not, still never apolog- n- never speaking to her directly, right? But speaking to the congregation over his the big mega church, um, such as it is. I mean, it's a mega church. It's. Uh, he's walking around on a stage right with a microphone right flashy lights sure uh and uh you know and he's up there and there's tears and oh and he says that he's sorry and he looks into the camera and this and that and he apologizes to people that are there and present and watching online and it's all sort of missing the mark well entirely not only does he miss the mark but the entire congregation then misses the mark yeah. because they stood up and yeah, applauded him. Exactly. And so I spent some time just reading the her full account uh that that she that she published online and uh yeah, it's uh he she was not just not th- there wasn't just the moment of his sexual uh predation, right? Uh w- which was obviously bad. Right. Right. But then there was also the follow up of she went and talked to one of the other pastors who was higher up at this church 
that she knew him at when I mean she was a teenager. She was seventeen years old when this happened. Right. And he was um in college, probably mm-hmm. some Bible college, whatever, studying to be a, a a minister. Right. And uh and she went and talked to this other pastor and he just told her to be quiet about it. And that right. that that yeah, that things would be handled and uh and just be quiet about it. Don't tell anybody. Don't even tell her parents. Yeah. Uh, Take this to your grave. Yes, exactly. This is for you to shut up about yeah, forever. Absolutely. And so she did, but she then she st- is watching uh, Savage mm. sort of continue on with his life uninterrupted. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so much so that he actually was in charge of like the abstinence only type messaging at the church <laughs> uh, and like was running activities surrounding that. And she, you know, sitting there just noting the irony of the whole thing. Yeah. And again, keeping this to herself until she finally broke down in some sort of women's young women's auxiliary thing or whatever. And uh, told some people. Ah, and she was expressly told not to do that. <laughs> How dare she? Indeed. A man told her not to do that. And so a rumor was quickly spread around that there was an innocent kiss. Oh. From Andy. Ah. Uh. And uh and so she I don't I don't know how the story ended up going with like her attendance at this church anymore, but he sort of went on his way. They they I probably expedited his departure right as is often in these sort of cases and uh and he went on with with his life yeah the church shuffles the perpetrator Mm -hmm. away from the trouble yeah and then silences the victim right but never does anything to address the the problem with this predator right and never does anything to to offer any redress for the victim right Unless a stink is raised. Right. It's just hush, 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 hush. Yeah. Shut up, shut and up, shut up. We don't want this to be an issue because it's icky and and we don't want icky. Right. So. Uh, so, so, yeah, that, that was sort of the story of that. And uh, so that, you know, that happening uh, has, has, has made some news. Uh, of course, all of the religions, the religious side of this has doubled down on you know, he made his peace with God. God mm-hmm. has forgiven him. Right. So we should forgive him too. Right. Uh, there's this whole, like, crazy amount of, like, we don't, there shouldn't be consequences because he's already made his peace with God. Didn't you hear how, how much he's sorrowful for it? Right. So done, right? Right. Wipe your hands clean. We're done. This is the problem. The The church, the churches have Law, I mean, and obviously it's start the accountability has begun. If you, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Catholic Church has been having trouble, has, has been uh, sort of going through the, the job of trying to take accountability, but they don't try. They don't actually try to take accountability for things. The Pope was recently in Chile. Uh-huh. Uh, he just finished a, a tour there in which he said, so there was this uh, this priest who was, widely accused of having uh, molested people. Mm -hmm. And the bishop above him was accused of being sort of complicit in keeping him out of trouble and, 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 and then hide, you know, covering it up so that then this guy could go on to 
to be a predator to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And the Pope said, well, until I see proof, uh, I w like the priest, everybody knew. But the bishop, the Pope was defending the bishop wow. and the Pope just said, and then later he sort of retracted and said, well, I don't need, I'm sorry that I said the word proof. That may have hurt some victims and I'm terribly sorry about that. I meant evidence. So until I see some evidence that the, that the bishop covered up all this stuff, that wow. the bishop was complicit, uh, then you're just slandering him. He used the word calumny. It's calumny. Wow. It's slander. Wow. So, okay. I mean, even uh, the Catholic Church, which has had many years to get better at this. Practice. The, lots and lots of practice. And they've paid millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So you'd think, oh, it's time to make this, uh, To let's just get a, a white paper. Let's just get a policy in place. Right. About how we handle this shit. Right. They're still not right with it. They can't do it. And I think it's in part because, I mean, we got it's it's this uh, this notion of a permanent patriarchy, right? Uh, that cannot be fixed. Well, the until very recently was infallible. Yeah, right. And in a lot of people's minds, still really is. It's the boys' club, and they need to protect each other. Mm -hmm. And then there's this concept that you and I were talking about er earlier, which is this notion that. The sexual sin is mm. already sinning. Yeah. So the fact that it's predatory or the fact that it's rape or the fact that it's abuse. Right. Eh, that's all part and parcel of the sin. Right. The real sin is the sexuality. Right. And if there's predation and if there's abuse mm. that's part of that. It colors it, but it doesn't. It, it, yeah. That, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you and I grew up in Mormonism. Yeah. Mormonism, you know, Andrea's, uh, my wife's dad would sit his girls down. He had four girls. He'd sit them down every Monday for family home evening and lecture them about sexual impurity, oh about that being the second worst sin. Wow. It's like murder and then sex. And that was to be talking that was talking about consensual right. sex outside right. of marriage. Any sex outside of marriage was this was just below murder. Right. Well, and the, the, there was a lot of messaging on sort of protect your chastity. Yeah. Right. So like uh, somebody's coming at you, you know, um in a, some predatory way, yeah. attempting rape, whatever. Uh you uh, you have to defend your chastity your, unto death. Your basically. honor, yeah, your honor. Like 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 you let him you let him do this, and it's your fault, right? Well, there's <laughs> the vast majority of cases the woman can't can't do anything can't or prevent the the, the 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 attack right or she's so fearful for her own safety that she goes along with something exactly or she's so flabbergasted by a situation where a person in authority over them you know this the uh the woman that we were talking about before in the mm. savage case yeah uh she, you know well she actually says uh because he 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 opens up his pants and asks her to yeah he, he's got her in a, in his car right he pulls over right he's in a position of authority over her right 
and asks her to perform oral sex on him. Yeah. And she says, and so she thinks in her mind, oh, this must mean that Andy loves me. Not only that, but she's scared. She's embarrassed. She's shocked. Right. She doesn't know what to do. Right. And in that, you know, she's 17. First of all. A seven, a, 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 you know, legally in the United States of America, someone under the age of 18 can't provide sexual consent to an adult. Right. That's that's legally not possible. Right. But also, when you're in that kind of a situation and it's just, he just whips it out. Yeah. It's, it's not as simple as just, you know, this wasn't as, as simple as he violently rapes her. Right. No. It, but it doesn't have to be. Exactly. That's the point. Right. It's just, it, yeah. So. So I think. Uh, with that in mind. I think that the conclusion that we have to come to here is uh, we all need more church. <laughs> is that it? Did I do it uh-huh. right? Did I, did I circle around to the correct conclusion? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think. We yeah. Just need, really what we need to do is just need to get these. These few baddies out. Right. Get them out. And then we'll be okay. And then everything will be fine with the church again. I think uh, I, I think the real conclusion here is uh, I would like to encourage our listeners to, uh, you know, if you guys have stories, participate in the hashtag. Mm. If, if you feel like you can. Yeah. And if you, if you don't, that's totally fine. Right. But if you feel like you can, church, hashtag church too. Yeah. Because people need to hear this. They yeah. need to understand that your religion. Right. Is harboring criminals? Is harboring? Is is is, is actively participating yeah. in in uh, in these evils? Yeah. Keep that hashtag active. Yeah. If if you can, if you can, you know, uh, no one's going to judge you if if you had an experience and you don't feel like you have to, you you can share it. Right. But if you can, do. That's a good. That's a good. That's a much better place to to leave that. Yeah. Don't you think? Sure. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you have things that you need to say about all of this, and and I'm guessing some of you do, yeah, and I we welcome it. Please uh, write to us podcast at thankgodimatheist dot com, or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Yep, yep, that's right. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook dot com slash tgi atheist, and click the like button. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. It's a closed group, but that's what keeps the conversation uh, under control. It's moderated. Uh, It's civil. It's respectful. By law. (laughs) By my... Mandate. By mandate. That's right. It's in the group rules. Read it when you get in. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Facebook and all that sort of stuff, uh, thanks so much to Mackenzie for her hard work on the Facebook page. Thanks to Sarah, Amy, and Danny for their work moderating the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out, as always, to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music and Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. That's right. Thanks again to all of our patrons. Uh, they keep the show going. Uh, if you want to join their ranks, please go to pay, to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab. And if you'd like to see us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Atheist. Yeah. And thank you, everybody that's tuning in, for, uh, for, for giving us your attention. Bye. Bye.
For better birthday parties, graduation parties, and after parties. For better Sunday afternoons, Friday night dinners, and hey guys, what's for dinner? For game watching, channel surfing, and social feed scrolling. For better nights in with the girls, afternoons with the boys, and those mornings where you open the fridge and remember you have two more slices, which makes everything better. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. Get the great value of two medium, one-topping pizzas for just six bucks each when you buy two. At participating U.S. stores, taxes and delivery fee extra. The pressure to innovate is constant. It can be crippling or it can be a catalyst for your best thinking and your best work. Every year, Harvard Business School Executive Education helps executives like you understand the forces that drive change and find new approaches to compete and win on innovation. Change course. Get ahead. Go. Start by going to hbs.me slash go. That's hbs.me slash go.